Hi everybody and welcome to part two of Wrong Term Memories, deep dive into the history of Glasgow. It's me, Jack, and joining me as always is Colin. Hi mate, good to be back. I enjoyed the last one, so delighted we managed to stretch two shows out of it rather than one. Always good when we managed to do that. That's it, and Stephen as well, mate, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Good to be back talking about the old Glasgow. Mm-hmm. That's it. So well, we done. I think we've done quite well with history. There's obviously stuff we missed out. Uh, there's lots of... Like museums and stuff like that. There's lots of history to Glasgow. If you want to go and look at that stuff yourself, then on you go. But we're going to bring you some sort of facts that you might not know. And then, like I said last week, my favourite stuff is going and asking people that live in Glasgow about Glasgow and what they've seen in Glasgow. So we've got a bunch of stories at the end to wrap this up. But Colin, uh, let you take this one away because I honestly felt like last week all I did was... Uh, talk over both of you so you take us one away mate okay mate I'll, I'll have a turn at talking over everybody then um so some of the remains of saint valentine are kept in glasgow in the church of blessed saint john don scotus which is definitely not how you say that um you'll find saint valentine well parts of them at the front of the church in an ornate three foot wide chest that contains you'd love it to be his penis but it's not it's his forearm <laughs> um i didn't even know there was a saint valentine to be honest i, I thought that's yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, I just thought Valentine's was Cupid and it was all made up. But yeah, there was a Saint Valentine. He must have been quite a, a lovely, a lovely guy. And uh, his forearm stays in Glasgow, which That's is pretty mental. cool. That's mental. I it's, one of, it's one of those like sort of relic things, you know how like you hear like uh, we've got Jesus's toe, we've got his fingernail and stuff like that. So it, it <laughs> might be one a of them. Pickled Bobby. Pickled Bobby, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's St Valentine, yeah. Yeah, a more appropriate fact for Glasgow is that the Horseshoe Bar in Drury Street uh, boasts the longest pub bar in Europe. Uh, it's 104 feet and three inches, and um, it's, it's it has a fucking hell of a big bar when you're in there and you see how how they've done it. It's pretty cool. Um, Glaswegians were famous back in the day, though, uh, Jack, for sprinkling oatmeal on the rail. Um, I mean, you slag me for putting blackcurrant in my Guinness, but that's a whole new level. Putting oatmeal on the rail. Well, that's it, mate. Because I've never, I've never heard this until I started looking into it. I've, I've never, I don't see why. I don't know if it's maybe to try and get some sort of uh, nutrients or, or something into your body while drinking. Because okay. actually, back actually back in the day, it was healthier to drink beer than it was to drink water. Yeah, because it's just like porridge, isn't it? Basically, with the eye. Actually, well, it's kind of having a meal with your pint. Basically, oh, it's not. And they used to do that in the horseshoe bar. If you went in early enough, they would make they would give you a roll of sausage in the morning. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. it was a law that you had to share food before you served a drink or something. I still but see a lot of that. I still see that. See when I'm working at the pavilion doing panto and we have like morning shows. So we have yeah. like an eleven o'clock school show. When you pass lauders, you see guys that always have an night shift and they're sitting having a breakfast with a pint at like yeah. back in nine ten in the morning. Do you know what I mean? So I still that kind of thing there. Um, I mentioned, obviously, that I, I quite like a, a Guinness with a wee shot of black curtain in it. Any weird drinks that you're into, Stephen? Uh, huh. uh, well, I was taking a bit of a, a few pelters off my missus last, about two or three weeks ago. We went to Liverpool and I have now got a new favourite cocktail. All right, okay, go for it. It's called a French kiss. <laughs> and what's in that? I don't really know, but there's plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's what, what colour is it? Is it pink? pink? pink. Oh uh, dear. I, I looked at a right hard bastard sitting mm-hmm. in Liverpool with my French kiss and me and my mate, because my mate and his missus was there with their wins as well. 
and me and my mate were just obsessed with these cocktails, and it's called a French kiss. And I've, I, I need to find out more what's in it, but I just remember my missus getting one. She wasn't too keen, and after we sip it, went, oh, that's fucking nice, that. So me and my mate ended up on the French kisses all night while my wife and his wife were battling at the gin. Nice. It's, a, it's a good night out, Liverpool. I like it a lot. Yeah, was it Concert cold. Square? You were in we one of the Albert pubs. Docks, just stayed at Albert Docks, went to Norway pubs and restaurants there. Probably, Titanic we Hotel? We stayed in the... Did you stay in the Titanic? Where did we stay? No, no, no. We didn't stay there. We stayed in the... What was the name of it? I'll find out for my sister. It's yeah. just a the Titanic, Hotel. Titanic's Hotel is brilliant down there. Really good. It's a cracking hotel. Ah, what about you, Jack? You you must have some weird concoctions that you like. Um, I've got a weird thing. I drink if I go out a lot. I drink vodka and dilute juice mm-hmm. uh, and water. Um, mm-hmm. and that started when I was trying to lose weight when I was younger, and got told over there's no calories in water. There's hardly any in vodka, and I thought, well, I can't just drink vodka and water, so I put a wee bit of diluting juice into it. The it's not really a weird drink, but um. My, myself and Karen were away for a couple of days, not that far away, just went, just went to Dundee for a couple of days and we went into a cocktail bar for a drink and I seen an old-fashioned and ever since Mad Men was on, even mm. though I didn't get into the TV show, I've always thought like an old-fashioned is, this is going to say something probably about how I feel about me, my masculinity is, that's a man's cocktail, an old-fashioned. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, But it is lovely, like see if it's done right with the, the zest in it, the orange zest, the, the peel and stuff, it's fucking beautiful. So um that's not odd um per se, but it's mm-hmm. maybe something a little bit off off school. Yeah. We used to know a guy that worked in the Blue Dog in the city centre. Oh uh, he was, that place, man. He was a manager in it. You couldn't drink in it all night because it was so fucking expensive. But here, if man. if you knew the bar staff, he would give you them for nothing. Literally <laughs> nothing. And you know they used to you ever seen the cocktail makers where they put the straw in and pull it up and then take a wee drink of it mm-hmm. just to taste that he would get pissed because it's doing that like mm-hmm. see when you're doing that for six hours see when it comes to 11 12 o'clock you're pissed and he's giving you all sorts for nothing so we could get <laughs> in there and you would drink all night probably rack up a bill of per person honestly because they were like some cocktails were 14, 15 quid. Aye. They're talking maybe 150, like 300 quid between a couple of these. He gave you a bill, it'd be 20 quid, man. He charged you for one, 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 two cocktails. It's fucking brilliant. Like, I had my favourite time. <laughs> shut down during the pandemic? I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's I've not really been since he worked there because it's too expensive. It's fucking, we'd always go there after Panto and I'd all say, and I could have a wee date night there when Panto was finishing and she would meet me down there and you'd walk down and oh, it is dodgy though because you sit there and you just keep ordering and you don't pay until the end of the night. That's a tap. Aye, aye. Best. Oh, it's brilliant, my heart. Love it. Love it. And then Witherspoon, Witherspoon's is next door if you want something aye. really cheap Lloyd's. and nasty. Aye. Lloyd's yes. across the road, exactly. Yeah. Um, and our first for Glasgow, uh, the first ever record of foreign trade actually happened in Glasgow as well when some Glaswegians swapped some fish <laughs> for booze and some salt. Of course they did. So that was a quite a good swap, I think. You had a horrible fish and get some drink. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kelvin Grove Museum, uh, one of the few museums I quite enjoy going to, actually. Um, one of their best-loved exhibits is Sir Roger, a big elephant uh, who stayed in the West Court. Um, the Asian elephant lived in a zoo in Glasgow until the late 1800s. 
Uh, but he had to be put down when he was 27 because he became too aggressive to look after. Um, but they've kept, obviously, his, his remains and his whatever he is, and he, he lives in Kelvin Grove now. It's a good place um, to go. It is a good place to go. It's like see places like the the borough collection and stuff like that. No interest whatsoever. I would rather just I don't know do something yeah. horrible. Um, but Kelvin Grove's got a lot of cool stuff about it. It's there's nice stuff in Kelvin Grove. I like it. Take my kids here quite a lot. Of, just a random day for a wee wee walk about, and before you know it, you've walked around it for about two hours. I like it. I do like it. It's nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, Glasgow had a volunteer force called the Glasgow Sharpshooters. Um, this was a volunteer force that was raised by the Highland Society in Glasgow back in 1803 while the war with France raged on. Yeah. Um, this might get controversial. I'm going to come at you first because you're the yeah. history man. Right. Um, what's your thoughts on the French? What's my thoughts on the French? Yeah. Well, your sort of go-to thing with the French is that they're massive shite bags, they're surrender monkeys, <laughs> and I'm the same. So, <laughs> like... The, 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 there may have been a period in history um, under uh, the big man, Napoleon, where there were sort of Billy Big Boys and thought they were Billy Big Time, but generally, they're a bunch of shite bags. The French don't like don't like anybody. Like, see the French? They hate Brits, Scotch, Irish, Germans, Spanish. They hate everybody. So I, I don't feel bad saying that I don't like the French. I've nice. met one French girl in my life years ago she couldn't understand what I was saying to her. It was at a party. It was like three in the morning. I'm speaking like I'm speaking just now. She's gone, uh, wee, wee, and just looking at me like I'm some sort of fucking weirdo. So, I bet you've um, had a lot of vodka in the looting just, but... Yeah, yeah, is that Robinson's you've been drinking, big man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, um, what about you? Like, I'd, I'm not I'm not history like Jack. My, my thoughts on the French are that I quite like a baguette. Um, yeah, but... I like the new cocktail of good French kiss. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I'm just no long back for Disneyland Paris. Had a good time yeah, there. Yeah. Kids loved it. Uh, yeah. I've not really got much. I fucking love Karim Karim Benzema. Yes, yeah, yes, he's uh, different gravy, isn't he? Though. Uh, but really nah, is. I've not really got very strong opinions like Jack there on the French. I've, I've had a, I've had a very pleasant time anytime I've been in France. Let's put it that way. That's good. Um, this is an interesting one. Paris, then, have you been to Paris? Because I, I was thinking about going to Paris at some point with Carl. Paris is brilliant. I took Nicola there for the 18th. That's how long we've been together. Uh, took her there for the 18th. And she's she's, she's 19 now. <laughs> 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 Fucking you know, Paris. So I, I like it. I like France. I think it's... That's uh, nice. Just it's expensive though, eh? It's very expensive. Just for the record, just 36 now. It's very expensive though, Paris. Like, I, I went on a school trip. I've never went as an adult under my own steam, so to speak, but um, I went and one of my one of my key memories from it is a guy, I wouldn't say his name, who was on the school trip with us. And this was when I was in like first year at secondary school. So it was very much no digital cameras. It was, you know, those... Um, you know, the disposable cameras that you had that you just yeah. ha- handed the camera into the place and got your photos? You used to put them out at weddings all the time. Yeah, but yeah. this guy, he got caught taking a picture of one of the girls' arses, right, oh. with um, this camera. And I'll never forget his defence, right? This teacher was going mental at him about it. And he said, I wasn't doing it, I wasn't doing it. I was taking a picture of the pavement, right? <laughs> and what the hell were you taking a picture of the pavement for? Because it's different to the pavement at home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but I stopped it like well, but I, I didn't wash sadly. And he get he get done. But I that's that's my memory of Paris. But I would like to go back as an adult and experience it. I think yeah, it's it's just, nice. and for Nicholas birthday, but I feel sorry for because I spent a lot of time dragging her about Paris trying to find Jim Morrison's grave. She's buried there. Did, did you find it? Uh, there's that famous there's that famous graveyard there that all the famous people are in. Uh-huh. Loads of them. It was an eighteenth man and I was like twenty one, so I had to kinda of play the game a bit and go we'll stop looking for graveyards, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you go to the 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 Louvre in? Did you go to the no, museum I went to, there? Went to we visited Moulin Rouge. Right. Nice. And then we came outside of Moulin Rouge, we got a taxi back to the hotel and we get aggressively flung out the taxi. By the guy. Because the French guys are dickheads, yeah. He got a better fare, so actually I'm getting a bit angry with the French now that you think And we were only we were very young at the time, so we didn't know any better to like, kind of stone up to them, you know what I mean? But uh, nah, that's my experiences with the French. Moving on then to another another questionable place, the Gorbals. Um so the the Gorbals, which was a village at the time, used yeah. to banish its criminals to Glasgow. Um, they had a people called the Garbolian authorities and they would augment the sentences they handed down to locals by banishing them to Glasgow for life and never be allowed to return to the village of the Gorbals. Uh, this last happened in 1775 when a guy called James MacArthur Smith and his wife were found guilty of keeping a disreputable house. A whorehouse, um, basically, I think. Yeah, and they were sent from the village to cross the River Clyde into Glasgow. So it's changed. Yeah, it's, now it would be the opposite, wouldn't it? Go out of Glasgow and go stay in the Gorbals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Gorbals, the Gorbals just had a bit of a regeneration, I think, hasn't it? It's got the those big Gorbals. houses with the, the angels on them and stuff, hasn't it? The new Gorbals, it's called now. There's a lot of others, kind of, you've got... Aye, I think it's... it's I, was it like... They've got the nice the big sports centre now with the swimming and all that. You've got some trendy flats in there as well now. Uh, aye, so it's... I think what it was always known as back with the 50s and the 60s and that, 70s, it was quite a rough and ready place to yeah. go on it. So I think it's changed a bit. All these places are changing. The, in the 50s and 60s, like you're talking about there, it was the mm-hmm. Stanley Blade gangs, like you'd, you'd ah. get slashed. But like, there was, this is, I don't know if I'm sticking up for reprobates here, but there, there would have been like a, a code almost back then that, you wouldn't just attack anybody. It would be like a, a guy that you thought deserved it. It would be like Barry Faye fucking Brinkton would get it rather mm-hmm. than just James walking down the street. But so would that, James, would James, if James was Faye Brinkton and into Gorbals area, would he maybe fall under the code of you're getting slashed because you're in the Gorbals now and you're Faye Brinkton? Well, that's it. I don't know. Like, like, mm-hmm. like I says, maybe I'm just... Trying to. Well, I think there would have been a code. I think there would have been a code, but I'm just thinking. Do you think then you weren't even allowed to like walk into the garden if you were Do you know what I mean? But even thinking back to when we were young, like if you were from Moss Park or Hardridge, you wouldn't go to Ibrooks or Pollock because you would get chased because they would. It's like an otherness and tribalism comes out. Then it's like. We're yep. a tribe. We're a, it's mm-hmm. this is ours, and then an our tribe comes, and it's Barry and Joe and John, and you go like that. Right, we need to chase them mm-hmm. out. This is ours. Aye. So, aye, I had that. I had that as well. I remember that. We had to be Clarkston and Busby. We were always uh, canting and had kill. 
Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if Ned Culture was like a. Is it, was it like the last sort of big subculture? And this is like a question that's just come out. Like the last big subculture in in Glasgow. Probably, but the sense with the language, the the music, the dress code, every, it was all mm. really a tracky, specific. A tracky, yeah. a slasher hat, a fucking right. hat like you would a Bergos, Nevica, Sprayway. I said the sheeny soaks tucked into your trackies. It was a very. Well, like, I don't think you've got that that, that, that sort of. I would call them space boys now, you know, the, the, these guys that sort of dress to be the dress, whatever, but you just, you could spot a Ned a mile away now, like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. years back, you go, he's a Ned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's more homogenous, basically. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the right word I'm using now? Yeah, it's you, like you, anybody you, could be yeah. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't even get as many goths and moshers now as you used to get either. They've sort of diluted as well. Um, so I, it's, everybody's just getting up. Everybody's the same now, really. Um, here's a thing that I always find weird: uh, twin cities. Um, never really see the point of it, but Glasgow's twinned with several cities across the world, including Nuremberg in Germany, the Rostov Odon in Russia, uh, the Dalian in China, the Havana in Cuba, Turin in Italy, Bethlehem in Palestine, uh, Lahore in Pakistan, and Marseille in France. Um, I don't know why they do this. It's, what does it really mean? I think I it's just know. like the two councils have a wee jolly with each other. I so the, the, the Bethlehem MPs go and the Glasgow MPs go over and stay with each other for a week and that's it's, it's it, basically. Where I stay, see the, where I stay in steps, so seeing you drive down the main street in steps, there's a welcome to steps sign and it says twinned with Le Marches. It's like a France flag, so must be something to do with France as well. I don't know really, but always I've passed it for the past fucking seven, eight years, and I always read it out in my head when I'm driving for some reason. But I'm going, what does that really mean? Well, see, when I was younger, not as clever as I am now, I, I was under the impression that there was like a there was somebody who designed. Say your example, the guy at Design Steps mm-hmm. also designed that place in, in France, <laughs> and, it, and they both look the same, the same shops and all that. Um, I can, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with your train of thought there. I can see where I can see where your younger self is coming from. Yeah, but I, I think it's more a political thing now. It's aye. just a jolly. It's just a jolly. Definitely, aye, definitely. There's a bit of a, a chicken and egg thing then when it comes to Havana because there used to be a, a area in Glasgow called the Havana back in mm-hmm. the sort of 1760s. Yeah. So I don't know whether. It was the Havana in Glasgow was called the Havana before they actually knew that there was a place in Cuba called Havana and decided to team up because of that. Do you know what I mean? Or they knew about Havana, like somebody went to Havana in 1750, came back and went, this is like the Havana here. So I don't know, it's a chicken and egg thing there. And it depends which side you fall on here, but being twinned by Marseille, Coming from Glasgow can be a bit of a, a bit of a signal, you know. A sore one there, a sore one. Just a, a bit, bit of a sore one. Just a bit. We're on football, Colin. Then you, the next one's actually about football. Yeah. It is, yeah. The oldest football trophy in the world is the Scottish Football Association's Challenge Cup, which was crafted out of solid silver back in 1874. It's 19 inches high, um, which is 
about this high. Yeah. Um it weighs five weighs five pounds and it spends most of its time. I like this as if it sometimes it goes out. Um it spends most of its time at the Scottish Football Museum in Glasgow. When it's still busy at the weekend, what the pictures now? Aye, yes, aye, it's, it's, yeah. when it's SW3 sometimes and things like that. <laughs> um so there's there's two probably two, two questions here. First one, have you been to the football museum at Hamden? And I'll roll myself out straight away. I haven't been to the football museum at Hamden, I, I probably should. I, I think it, I feel quite I'm a, a wee bit embarrassed to say no because I've known but uh, recently I've got a son and a daughter Me, my son wants to go to Norris football stadiums we went to Anfield no longer Old Trafford took him a tour of Ibrooks and all that stuff but I have not been to the fu- football museum no and I feel no. quite it's a bit weird that I've not been there huh? yeah have you been Jack? no I haven't and no. I, I, when I wrote this, I kind of thought that one of you would have been there. I saw the dad when I seen it, I thought one of you years ago put me to shame here and be if you're supposed to have been there and I've known it. It was good content. But I do think there's maybe something key here and I think that most of our listeners will know that we're all Rangers fans, right? Yeah. That's what I didn't want to say, I didn't want to talk about that. Like, everybody... Most of our listeners, I know that one of our listeners, his girlfriend's a Hibs fan and she listens, but apart from that, boo, boo, <laughs> but we're all Rangers fans. Really. Do you think, do you, do you, do you think that's why it is? Just because the way that there is now that is. fracture, yeah, I, I think that, it is. I don't know why we're doing that road, but 100% do think that's what it is. Uh, we're giving the fuckers any money. Uh, um, well, that's fair enough, that's where we're coming from. We'll always be honest with you. Yeah. The the other good museum that comes up in this sort of conversation, it's one oh, I went to a couple of years ago with my daughter, which is great, oh, the oh, Transport yeah. Museum. It's so it's good. A, it's a place like we spoke about a minute ago about Kelvin Grove. I could walk about the Transport the transport Museum a million times. I could just keep you moving. Oh. I love it. And, it. and it's just it's just old corporation buses and old trains oh. and trams and stuff. If you if you read if you said described it to somebody, it probably sounds shite. Right. But it's not, it's brilliant. See the wee street mm. going to like the the kind of the old kind of railway station, like the kind of suburb. Is that there in the new place? Because it's moved right. to the riverside now. Aye, riverside, aye. Riverside it is. Oh, is it there as well? Have aye. they moved the whole thing? Aye. aye. It's brilliant, man. It's so good. So it's very good. Mm-hmm. My um, favourite museum for 100%, yeah. That is good. Um, there's also the Glasgow Science Centre. Um, there's a wee tip here that if you ever go to the Glasgow Science Centre, and you should, because it is a good laugh, mm-hmm. uh, pop round the back in the main building, take a lift up to the Glasgow Tower. It's a marvel of modern engineering because it's the tallest freestanding building in the world that's capable of rotating a full 360 degrees. Um, it's very well engineered, but it does break all the time. Well, that's, I was just about to say that. Like, it's... Um... <laughs> That, that, that kind of just sounds Glaswegian. I don't know why. This is fucking brilliant, this thing. Does it's it fucked. Work, but, does it work? <laughs> it's, it's, fucked. A bit, it's a bit like Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very much like Aaron Ramsey. Um, but yeah, like the Glasgow Science Centre is good. I had a work night out in the Glasgow Science Centre. They do private parties and you can book really? the Science Centre. Yeah, you can book the Science Centre for a night out. We had a Christmas night out. It was, um, this was way back, I worked for a different bank than I do just now, and this was before the banking crisis when banks used to spend a fortune, and we hired that place out, it was free drinks all night, and uh, we flew Scott Mills up to DJ for us. Scott Mills? (laughs) (laughs) You ended up in the paper, but sure you did. I ended up in the front page of the News of the World, Uh, they called us um, PD Bankers. Did they? Um, We had a... We had a 
office in Leeds and an office in Glasgow, and Scott Mills played the the Leeds Christmas night out and the oh, Glasgow yeah. Christmas night out on the same night. We oh, flew him yeah. up and did both nights in the same thing. Money he's was no cool guy. He's funny, man. I like him. He's, he's quite a funny guy. He used to do like the prank calls and stuff back in the day in the radio. Um, phoned up that Glasgow pizza shop was probably one of the main ones I always remember. Um, oh, that rings a bell, actually. Asked him if he deliver. Yes, we deliver. And then he asked for a pizza with deli- liver and onions on it. <laughs> and stuff like that. It was, it was good. Um, we've kind of reached the, the main event now, Jack, the panacea yeah. of the show. Um, we reached out to our, to the internet, basically, and asked them to give us mad things that have spotted in Glasgow. And as usual on our shows, when we reach out to the public, they don't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do not. But I tell you what, what I, I said to Stephen before we started recording, look, don't read these, mate. Because we like the the sort of reaction. It's just my favourite thing is just reading the, the sort of mental things that come up in life in general. But this is more specific to Glasgow. And the first couple are actually, um, well, the first one is something that I seen many many years ago. Right. And it was a girl. Actually, in the West End because it was at Glasgow Uni, so it must have been that one time I went to vodka vodka. <laughs> she chained her bike up and then wrapped the whole thing in tinfoil and then just left. (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes, man. I don't know her thinking behind it. Maybe she was, like, thinking about the future, like the pandemic or something. Maybe she was very germ-conscious, but I've no idea. She wrapped her whole fucking bike in tinfoil. Maybe she thought it would disguise it with the railings and people wouldn't realise it was a bike and steal it. I don't don't know. She worried it's going to rust. Maybe that's yeah. it as well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, because like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to get in her mind here and think of the logic behind it. Tinf- I mean, the effort that must have went to. Surely, bits of tinfoil ripped and all that, and she got to like the handlebars and all that. No, she, well, she put out a roll of tinfoil and just stretched it, out, wrapped it around and just sort of like, and I don't mean like. She, wasn't it like it was wrapped like a present? It was like she wrapped Aye. the top bar, the, the bottom bar, the saddle, the handlebars, the wheels, like separately. That's, that's some going. That is some <laughs> going. That is, man. Fair play to her, man. Hope she's um, listening to this, man. I want to know what she's done it for. The, oh, she's this, <laughs> um, this, this next one is probably the most Glaswegian sentence I've ever seen in my life. Just mind seeing a guy getting knocked out with a banjo. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Like, again, chicken and egg. Is this... You get banjoed. Did this, happen? this happening? I'll, fu- <laughs> I'll, fucking, I'll fucking banjo you. That's uh, what, like, you hear that, didn't you? Like, you just banjoed him. <laughs> we are banjo. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, superb. Right, um, right. I'll take this next one, and then we'll just sort of take turn each to just read these. You got them there, Stephen? I. I'll get them there, mate. Right. Okay. Again, very, very Glaswegian and Scottish. <laughs> this is brilliant. This I seen a guy running through the city centre with a crossbow tucked under a tartan quilt. <laughs> that is. I, Fucking hell. I mean, Such a medieval is, weapon. Mm. Aye. Only in Glasgow, but only in Glasgow. Um, is it mine's or yours, Nicole? You go, Stephen, you go. Right, hundreds of kids arming themselves and hunting a vampire in the 50s. Don't know if it's funny, but text the mad box. Themselves so and hunting a vampire. So that was that was a thing called the God. That's the Gorbals vampire. Uh, it's the Gorbals vampire. Uh, yeah, there's some euro and stuff about it on the wall and yeah. stuff, and the Gorbals uh, and things now about that. Yeah. Um, here's one that put Scotland on the map. 
nothing beats the terrorist attack at Glasgow <laughs> Airport. Terrorist ends up getting booted in the boards. <laughs> the locals try to say about him. Oh, John Sweeten, Yeah, who is now apparently a security expert for a big company in America. Um, yeah, yeah. We found that out because of the other podcast we do. We were speaking about John Smeaton because he's a Rangers fan, and he'd done like the half half time show and stuff at Ibrooks and somebody got in contact and said, "This is what John Smeaton's done now." So um, he managed to get a high level security job yeah. for kicking something. In the box. He, he was he was skiving his work, having a fag. Right, <laughs> he was a baggage collector. <laughs> And he famously went on the telly and said, this is Glasgow, we'll set about you. Aye, and aye. he suddenly became a security expert because he <laughs> booted a man who was on fire in the bus. <laughs> I, I remember back in the day, I wouldn't name the newspaper, but he had a column in the newspaper. He did. And it aye. was it was under his name, John Smeaton, it was called The Column That Sets About You. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was the same newspaper that then gave a, a column to Marvin from the scheme. That's so, right. That's right. Uh, right. And right. they dressed him up in a white suit, and he famously said, "I feel like James Bond." This is a right. This is a slightly longer one. I'm going to name the street here. Normally I wouldn't. Normally I would blank it out, but I think it's key to the sort of story. Uh, I lived on Wilson Street for about three months back in 2009. Parties were the norm back then. So one Saturday night, um, we were up until the sun came up getting fucked up, basically. Trouble was we had a football game to go to the next day. So got to bed about seven o'clock in the morning, up for about half eight, nine to get ready for the match. Opened the curtains and there was absolute mayhem. There was a surfboard. Through a window of a parked car, there was an upside down taxi, there was bins all over the place, a bus had driven through the window of the then Cafe Mayo and all sorts of other nonsense. We've gone too far this time, I thought. Unbeknownst to any of us, overnight a film crew had turned up and uh, set up a movie site basically, but the crippling fear that I got until I tried to leave the block of flats and get stopped and sent a different way by one of the production staff was one that I will never Hello friends, Colin here the looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently we've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. Forget basically. Jeez, Imagine man. that absolute fear when you open the curtains after having a mad one and you see that. Well, that that that's exactly what's happened that to this guy. He's thought he's like we went too far. I remember my brother telling me like he used to stay in Govan Road down at the Pierce Institute, mm-hmm. and there was a big massive crowd, and it was like you could hear people going oh oh watch, and he ran right into the middle of it, and there was a guy battering another guy, and he's my my brothers jumped in and went fucking stop that sort of order. And I don't know. I don't know if he's exaggerating here, but he's literally had cut, and he's turned around and they were filming a scene in Taggart. 
from Governorhood <laughs> and he'd split up a fight and tag it. <laughs> right outside his close, but he never knew anything about it and he just ran out and my brother's a decent guy, man, if not a little bit mental, he ran out to split up this fight. It was a fighting target, man. <laughs> and I know things about the guy went up to the, my mate Jordan when he was doing Scott Squad and his other mates when we were filming Scott Squad. Did I tell you this before? No, no, tell us again. And uh, kind of I think the guy was pissed or whatever and he's walked up and he's like, ah, what, what, what are you filming? And I don't know if it was Jordan or Noddy turns in and goes just to wind him up saying, oh, we're filming a target. The wee guy's like, ah, all right. It better not be a repeat. Oh, you've never told us that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one is a junkie with a joint in one hand <laughs> and a lizard on a leash in the other hand. <laughs> Marijuana, iguana. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Because this was on a this was on a forum that we did. So, see the Mara Marijuana iguana comment. That was that about sixty posts later. Just somebody thought it and went. That's pretty funny. That's yeah. a fucking belter, Marijuana iguana. That is uh, a belter. That's, that's man. Good. <laughs> I think I've seen this guy on the internet on YouTube walking about with a lizard on a leash. I don't know if it's a Glaswegian one, but it's. Um, my mate used to deliver Chinesees uh, somewhere in Glasgow. I can't remember whereabouts it was. And he used to always deliver to this place. And the guy used to try and intimidate him at the door. He would answer the door holding his pet snake. <laughs> He'd always say, do you want to touch my snake? Literally. <laughs> 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 I, every time. I used to do deliveries as well. And I remember going to a place in Penalee. And as I was driving, like, round the corner, you could hear the... <laughs> the music and I thought oh fuck here we go so I like turned down the street and the, the disco lights on everything everything was pumping out I chapped the front door and the guy answered the door um, just with his joggies on and holding a belt and I thought he's going to attack me so I, I kind of just no shot myself I went that's 12, 12 neck you mate and he gave me 20 quid <laughs> so excellent <laughs> An eight pound tip for a delivery man. It was, but I, I, I was feeling a little bit iffy heading around that corner, thinking Aye. I'm going to get a fucking. They're going to just rob me here, but they were sound, man. They were sound. Apparently, there's a girl that dresses as a lemon in Pollock Shields. Yeah. Um, she's been known to dress as a Christmas tree and a lobster in the past as well, uh, and most people just take it for good fun. She's when actually got a Twitter page. It. Yeah, I, th- I think she's like a, not she... a kids artist, but like a. Like a friendly neighbourhood kids person. Fair play, fair play. She's happy. Do you know what I mean? That's and if the kids like it, it's just it's bizarre, though, isn't it? It is bizarre. Well, that's it. We're going to get to some of the more famous Glaswegians that are generally happy at some point. Uh, but before that, uh, is it me? Sure, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably the late eighties or early nineties. Some man used to walk over the city in a big warm jacket with dogs and a pramer pushchair, like they were his babies taking him out for a walk. I was just a kid, but it's a memory that I won't forget. I, I've never witnessed a person pushing their dog about in a pram. No, no, no but I can, I can definitely believe it. I can but imagine no. it, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Definitely can, but no, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> there was an old guy that used to cycle up and down Paisley Road West with a cat on his shoulder. I wondered why he would do such a thing, and a mate said maybe he can't afford a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> to be fair, Parrots would be extortionate. Aye, I think you look at that, man. They kind of level are. Yeah, aye, Parrots up there. You know what I mean? That's been a few bob, it? But there's a few stories that I actually took out because I f- this came up a few times. Like, I was in McDonald's and there was a guy in front of me with a candy shooter. So I kind of imagine it's the same guy. Aye, aye, aye. It's got to be. It's got to be. Right, Colin, you've managed yeah. to hit the jackpot here with I've all got, yeah. the I've most got... famous people in Glasgow. Right? Yeah, the trifecta here. Uh, Beerhoff has got to be mentioned. So, um, MD doesn't know who Beerhoff is. Stephen might not know some of these guys. Not you know, know Beerhoff? Beerhoff, no. Right, Beerhoff is a guy who has been running along. He's been running along the south side now for about twenty years, oh. and he just runs fast as fuck from all over. He runs across Shawlands, Giffnut, Clarkston, everywhere. He's always seeing him. He's always running, and he wears an old retro Germany top with Beerhoff in the back. Yeah, <laughs> really famous Glaswegian. Uh. Yeah. Is he uh, the old one here? Yes. How do you know that then? <laughs> I think I know who this is. What, like name-wise or like, do you know? Aye, aye. <laughs> but I don't like a name. <laughs> aye, we'll, we'll catch up later then. We'll aye, catch up later, right. I heard him there. Aye, Ken, and he's old, he's not young, he's an I'd older guy. I'd say he's about maybe, he must be like late 40s, 50. Aye, he must be yeah. pushing 50, aye. Aye. I play That's sevens that. with him sometimes. <laughs> well, he, he just runs like fuck everywhere. Is he fit as fuck this guy you play with? Aye. 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 For being Beerhoff, or if he just is unaware that everybody he knows him, know. he's been wearing the same. He's been, he wears the same top to go running all the time. He, he he's, just like guy, he's just like a guy that's never been on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's the same guy, it's funny as fuck, man. Honestly, he's, he's wore a, a Germany top playing sevens since I was fucking twenty-two. Honestly, the Beerhoff in the back. Uh, is it Beerhoff in the back? <laughs> I'm going to find out. It must be. It must be. It must be. Um, you also get Leo the Raver and uh, the creepy electric scarecrow. <laughs> Leo the Raver. That's um, I guess, guys, I used to work in a supermarket when I was younger, and the electric scarecrow used to come in every Friday and he would mercilessly flirt with every male member of staff and take him about 15 minutes to go through the tills. I always remember some lassie saying to him after watching him firing into all the boys in the shop, I just love how you're so out there and you don't hide it at all. The bold scarecrow turned around to her look of disgust and said, What hen? I'm no fucking gay. Well, that's silly. I've been on a bus with this character before. He's a fucking space kid. I heard he's an absolute dickhead as well. Uh, yes, he just uh, stares at you. He'll say, All right. And then he'll just jump on walk the... eye contact with you. And you, it's creepy, man. There's a few stories. He used to jump on the Cathcart Circle uh, train line and just abuse people on their way home from work. Like an absolute dickhead guy, supposedly. So I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really keen on that man. Just being a dickhead for, for no reason. Blue yeah. hair, tie dye t shirts, that sort of stuff. A sarong. That's how he usually dresses and stuff. Just ridiculous. Wow. Back to you, Jack. Uh, no, it's Jack. I think. Jack, Jack. Right. Okay. This is a video one. So this is a podcast. So it's going to be pretty difficult to. Well, in fact, I think I'll put the the link to the video in, but. Uh, this guy posted, I don't know how to post a video, but there was a boy earlier going down McDowell Street in Johnson on a horse and it just walks into one of the closest. It's an open air asylum down here. Thing is, the police just go by and patch it. And there's a video, I'll put a link in the description. And mm-hmm. there is a guy literally just riding a horse down the middle of Johnson. 
Mm, it's like a scene for The Walking Dead, isn't it? That is, that's bizarre, man. That's very bizarre, man. Uh, 1998, <laughs> heading to a party at the Student Halls in John Knox Street. Me and my girlfriend get to Glasgow a wee bit early, but figure there'll be a pub nearby. End up working our way up towards the halls and stopping for one last drink before going to the party in the Cathedral House Hotel. It was just odd. It was like we'd walked into the party in the Rocky Horror Show, and everyone seemed to be on it. There was one, admittedly, stunning older woman kicking about the joint in a wee basket and sussies. She, has a, she had a paratrooper nestling between her <laughs> angelus. There was a guy in a Mac who was walking about pretending to flash every table, various people with comedy specs on, a bloke in a wheelchair who was asking every woman if he could get a 49. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy who looked a hell of a lot like Jerry Sadowitz, but sounded like Frankie Boyle. <laughs> it was just weird and unsettling, and I say that as someone who was a bit of a goth and enjoyed the unusual. I ended up fighting with the girlfriend as she commented that the woman in the gear was stunning. And had great tips and I agreed with her. Oh, that's, that's what they do, isn't it? It, oh. it wasn't even close to Halloween. So this, so to this day, I have no idea what was going on in there. That's like fucking. That's like a. That's like a sketch. That, that it really is. One of the comments after it uh, was maybe it was just a fancy dress party, and maybe it was, and you've just walked into a wrong place. But asking for a forty-nine in a wheelchair. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. Um, this is a, a funny one. I was driving in Cumbernauld and I drove on a road with a footbridge above me. <laughs> I looked up and saw a guy sitting on a bike with a fishing rod just leaning over the side. Oh my god, man, that is brilliant! Fishing mm. a rod, <laughs> oh. oh, I love these man. Uh, back in the 80s, I used to see a wee old guy walk through town, and although he was bald as a coot. He used boot polish to blacken up his scalp and make it look like, at least from a distance, that he had hair. <laughs> well, speaking as a man who's had a hair transplant, I can see that being even a older guy. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> getting a boot polish it, man. Yeah. Aye, definitely, man. Is it me? Yeah, sure. Get her along with you. Probably seen a woman take a wasp for a walk. What the fuck? Used to see this girl whose dad was a bit of an owl case. She asked me to take care of her to see him one day. She wanted but, to see... no, sorry, mate. There's no need for that. <laughs> for, for that. He's died. I used to be an alky. There's no I need know. for that, but it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> she warned me that he and his bud were a bit mad. We got there, he introduced himself and took me through to the kitchen where his missus was walking around holding a piece of string with a wasp at the other end of it. <laughs> one of their kids comes in with a plastic bottle with a wasp in it telling her that they've caught another one and this is when we find out how it happens. Apparently, if you stick a plastic bottle with a wasp inside it in the freezer for a few minutes, it knocks the wasp out. <laughs> Take it out and quickly tie some string to it before it wakes up. <laughs> and then, voila, you two can take a wasp for a walk. That's fucking genius. <laughs> I love that wee window of opportunity where you take the wasp out the freezer, you've got a wee bit of time to tie a bit of string in it. And you just you want it, fucking hurry up, hurry up for it's, like, it's like the countdown music playing as you're doing it in case it wakes up. And you can imagine a wee bastard that wakes up, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's a shame, Mike. I get away from you on nothing, but I. Bizarre <laughs> behaviour. Um, I was doing a rewire in Drumchapel a couple of years ago and on the Tuesday. I went to the Greggs at the shopping centre for breakfast. This was a Tuesday morning at 9am. There was a group of middle-aged women outside line dancing and drinking Lambrini <laughs> and those wee lemoncello perry cans having the time of their life. 
Hey, fair play. Fair play. Tuesday morning, nine o'clock in drum chapel. Must have been a hendo. Like, we've all been in stag dudes where you start at like six in the morning. Still gone, man. They've still got the walk of shame. They don't go after that, man. That's it, man. Yeah. That's always amazing, this one, Jack. It is a, a guy I went to school with used to collect frogs from gardens, ponds, etc., stick them in a bucket, and then launch them in buses <laughs> and cars from the bridge above the road. Imagine driving to work and there's like a fucking bunch of frogs coming flying towards your windscreen. Oh, Shit yourself. I ha- that has happened to me before. I was driving in Florida once, and was dri- we were driving up this uh, road called the 192. And literally, a frog hit my windscreen as I was driving, and I fucking <laughs> shat it. Literally <laughs> shat it. I would definitely. Um, and honestly, it was—I got the fright of my life. Um, it just—it sat, sat on the windscreen for a minute, and it just hopped off again. Um, wow. But honestly, terrifying. And it was like—I think it was like the first or the second night of the holiday, so I was still adjusting to driving over there and everything like that. It, was, it must have j- jumped to get out the road and landed in your. Yeah. It must have been on the road and jumped up to get out the road and landed on your windscreen. Uh, that would make me sick, man. I'm not, I'm not a fan of frogs. Uh, many years ago, a couple of buskers entertained a crowd with some Italian classical opera. They used a small traffic cone to <laughs> amplify their voices. <laughs> That's genius, isn't it? That's genius. That's uh, using the tools that you've got in your bucket, basically. Aye, aye definitely, definitely. I didn't witness this one myself, unfortunately, but at some point in the early 70s, my dad was doing a shop-fitting job somewhere in Glasgow. It was a nice day, so he stepped outside on the street to have his lunch. He witnessed a boy walking up the street with his mother, leading him, presumably to the hospital. The boy, (laughs) God only knows how, had got one of those cauldron-style soup pots stuck over his head, and his mum was berating him. But while she was berating him, she was banging the pot of a wooden spoon to the rhythm of the row. Being a wee fucking cheeky fucking idiot. How the fuck did you done? I witnessed a fight between a paper and an artist over a street pitch. Words were exchanged in the paper, then punches the artist, the artist grabs his bagpipes, and before the guy could say, Don't you dare the wee guys smashed them off of the crowd. That's brilliant. That's something you've seen Sucky Hall Street probably still this day, man. Definitely. Oh, that's it. I think we might get to Sucky Hall Street soon. Going to the gym one morning at 5am, I'm walking next to the Clyde just before getting to a set of flats where I hear a trumpet. (laughs) Walk around the corner and there's two girls in brass slash pants and a guy with a trumpet. (laughs) He was playing random noises while they jumped into the Clyde then climbed back up. I had a quick chat with a guy who was chewing his face off when the girls climbed back up. It was like a see-through bra slash pants contest. They must have been around 18. What a set of muffs they both had. I still have that saved in the wank bag. <laughs> oh, see, see when, I, when I sent these to you, Stephen, I was going to say, mate, take a look, and if there's any you don't want to read, just let us know. And then this came up, and you just managed to get that. I'm obviously had. I've got it in the wank bank. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> oh, well, let's let's move on. Most people just cancelled. Then, man, it's Fucking When I was a wee boy, I slipped and fell in a smashed bottle of cough syrup on Bath Street. I cut my hands pretty badly. Anyway, an ambulance arrives and takes me and my mum to the Royal. Getting to the A&E reception, there's a guy in a wheelchair with a pot of paint jammed in his head to the extent that you could only see his mouth. <laughs> he was completely covered in blue paint. Utterly mental. <laughs> <laughs> so That's brilliant. 
Oh, see this next one? That is a fucking classic. Well, well, that, that's it. This was just a question for you, mate. Have you seen oh, the you oh, and Cameron video meeting? Mate, meeting honestly, this what I need a fucking parasite. <laughs> 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 it is. Oh, me and Nicola, my wife, have watched that video numerous times. Used have to, you spoke to Ewan about it? Has he said it uh, about that day? Basically, I slag Ewan for it quite a lot when I see him because you see him before it singing that if you want to be my lover, and then the guy comes there, and you see you, and he, he blatantly just shits himself, and he's like, oh, you're nice, ain't you? All that stuff, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a genius video, it's one of the best videos I've ever seen, honestly, it's brilliant. I'll need to, I'm actually going to take a note to put that video in the links in case nobody's seen it, oh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's brilliant, but at the same time, I can imagine being you and in that situation, just feeling so, oh, fuck. Something's <laughs> gone on here, man. <laughs> like, fuck it. But Ewan makes a fucking, he takes pride in making people feel uncomfortable, so it's fucking brilliant seeing him fucking feeling uncomfortable, man. Honestly, it was brilliant. Brilliant. What about the, there's an art quite famous video in Glasgow, it's the Easy Lino video. What's that, that again? So he's walking through Royal Exchange Square and, and he's got he's like a vest on and he's so far out his tits, his jaw is touching his forehead, man. Oh. And the, it's like the the clenny workers basically. Right. I said easy line, no, because he's. Aye. I'm going to put the video, the link to Aye, that as well. Easy line, yeah. I think they call him Lino because he's so messy. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, he's so messy. And Aye. as far as I know, that the guy that's in that video has kind of made a not a career, but like he's got a social media profile based all around being oh. the easy line, guy. On the back of that. On the back of being Aye. so far out his tits Aye. that. He couldn't see it. Yeah. Mm. Um, this this is one of these ones which sounds, video. Yeah. It sounds silly, but when you watch it, it's funny as fuck. I've witnessed all sorts in Glasgow, but for some reason, the guy on YouTube shouting, Good morning, Glasgow! <laughs> and a wee voice is shouting back, Morning! <laughs> That's when you notice every time. I get that. I do get that. I like the one like that, which I love, is uh, the school bus. And the wee Aye. kids, yeah. Aye. The wee, the wee boy says, "Boom, boom, boom!" Let me say, "Well, oh, shut it, you specky prick, <laughs> <laughs> you specky wank or something." It's so good. I love that <laughs> shit. Oh, it's turned into a video that is posted when somebody on Twitter who has spectacles on says something that you don't particularly agree with. Yeah, <laughs> specky prick. I've seen like a, a real life version of that. I was on a bus once. I think I've told this before, but I love it. Um, I was on a bus once and these bunch of school kids got on it, boys, and you could tell just by looking at them that they were kind of neddy, but one of them wasn't quite part of the crew, he was a bit of a hanger on, and they were just talking, having a bit of nonsense and all that, and he tried to get involved in the banter and he said something and it just totally collapsed, and one of the, the, one of the main boys turned around to him and just went, fuck up Frodo. <laughs> 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 and, and I, I went to work and told everybody this story, man. And for years in my work at the time, it was MD said anything stupid or that. Fuck up, Frodo. Fuck up, Frodo. But, oh, imagine getting so told to fuck up and being told Frodo called Frodo. <laughs> uh, this one just came up in the comments, and it's nothing to do with seeing stuff in Glasgow. But I, I just quite liked it. And it was uh, like your granny or like older people just getting names wrong. Oh, so uh, my granny used to make a dog's dinner of celebrities' names, 
two of his favourites were Ted Dancer <laughs> and Whoopsie Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a, a reply to this, and I don't know if this can be true. The best one I've heard was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch being pronounced as <laughs> Buntis Lancowden Beef. I'm actually going to just think him as that. I didn't see it, but I was told about this. A junkie walking about town with a broken kid's police helmet, black jacket, and a notepad trying to issue things to people. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, you can just see it. You can just see it, man. Um, this this one comes with an above a picture, um, which is good for us for you at least. Um, I seen a Formula One car in Springburn yesterday. <laughs> we'll post a picture. <laughs> there is a Formula One car in Springburn. It looks like a wee. Uh, it's, it's not quite a full blown Formula One car, but he's uh, took a picture. Um, I saw a guy driving a McLaren, not an F1, on Springburn Road. Uh, the registration was Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> there was a homeless guy in my work recently and was generally decent to talk to. Anyway, the other day, there he was, walking camera down the stairs and wasn't drunk or under the influence. All of a sudden, he turns and attacks a radiator. And <laughs> pretty much mauling it off the wall. He then continues walking in a calm and composed manner. Despite being on camera, he denies it and says it fell off. <laughs> I slap about like Michael Douglas and falling down, man. Just the guy said a bad day and he's fucking gonna punch fuck at this radiator, man. <laughs> it's a radiator, but I know it's it. Um there was a guy in one of the flats who worked as the local coal man. This was in the days of the coalman and the horse and cart back in the fifties or sixties. He used to keep his horse at home with him in the tenement <laughs> flat. And I kinda raise these questions as if you were the cold delivery man, you had a horse, you stayed in the tenements. Where did you keep the horse? Would you, uh, must have just yeah. took it out of your house. Yeah. Yeah. Must have done. Some cracking buskers in the city centre over the years, there was a guy clearly off his head on something tap half <laughs> playing Grandmaster Flash covers on the bongos. <laughs> 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 it might be Leo oh. the Raver, he kind of does stuff like that. <laughs> Another old guy, maybe called Jock, who kicked about Queen's Cross, St George's Cross, who would only speak in rhyme. You could converse with him to an extent, but every answer would be rhyme. That's a thing in Glasgow, but you do get that with some guys, don't you? That it is, it's like, I kind of think after I've made, but they talk to you in this rhyme. I get that. There's some old guys. So I've got old guy in Socky Hall Street that does that quite a lot. One day old guy in Socky Hall Street used to just come up and tell you uh, the same couple of jokes. Aye, aye. And it was aye. like, what? And it was all Bruce Lee jokes. It was, uh, what's Bruce Lee's favourite burger? A Whopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's his uh, favourite fruit? A pal. And, <laughs> and I would, every time, come out of fire water, it was always outside a fire water, pissed. Aye, aye. I gave him a fiver. What does he buy his kids for Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> that was the third joke, man. Like, I don't remember that one. Bye. Yeah. That was him. Right. Um, we'll wrap it up. So, before I was getting the bus into town for work one morning, an old guy gets on outside the McDonald's at Trongate and he sits in the sideways seat behind the driver. He casually pulls out a porno, starts going through the pages while slurping noisily on a carton of milk. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking nuts, man. 
Uh, about five years ago, driving through Paisley about five o'clock, just at the Watermill Hotel, someone in a full stormtrooper outfit <laughs> with two plastic bags for the shopping. Just, <laughs> just out for the shopping, man. Just out for the stormtrooper outfit, man. This next one, Stephen, I've heard of this guy, and it's there's the a lot of conversation. Yeah, yeah. One of my mates told me a story a few years ago about a guy from Milton, I think, who took too much acid and now walks about backwards. <laughs> my mate was at it. A few years later, my mate walked to the Carlin Academy, just about to pass Bridge Street subway station, a bus pulled in at the bus stop. Couldn't believe my eyes when a guy got off walking backwards <laughs> and continued walking backwards towards the Glaswegian pub. Madness. Blew my mind when I saw him. For years, I thought my mate was talking shit. If you ever get the pleasure of seeing him walking his dog, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. This guy's a bit of a myth in Glasgow. I've heard of him and I've heard different stories. It was either a, a drug abuse or he suffered like serious brain damage, and that's why he walks a bit backwards. But yeah, he's a bit of a myth in Glasgow. That guy. Uh, there's there's a there's a big guy from Mary Hill, um, Marano <laughs> Street to be precise, and he's a crossdresser. Um, one of the guys in the building site we were on, Wolf whistled at him. Big Volmer. <laughs> Comes onto the site, high heels, mini skirt, handbag the lot, and fucking ragdolled the guy. <laughs> the guy did not know that Boma was actually a crackpot from the area as well. Yeah. Again, there was comments on this that I never included that supposedly Wilma was one of the first people in Britain to get a sex change. Oh, okay. Oh, he right. was an absolute, an absolute maniac. A brass junkie. A brass monkey, sorry, a junkie. Uh, we've all seen this video, I think. But this guy supposedly was there. Uh, ended up with his head stuck in a bin, mm. uh, looking for fagged outs there for uh, almost twenty minutes. I was Commander Road and Shawns, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. And so this guy's claiming to be there when that happened. He didn't film it, but a couple of wee neds did. Right, uh, one more each, I think. Uh, when I was a wee boy, my dad would take me to the park, and there was often a woman who I assume was insane, <laughs> her dog on the slide and push it on the slide. <laughs> That is brilliant, man. Imagine pushing your wing on the swing and there's a swing next to you. Um, um, there's a theme to mind here. Uh, Big Brenda, six foot four inch crossdresser, was in a boozer in Carburney one night, and a couple of the young team were giving it a bit, of, giving it a bit of hassle. This is terrible. Who wrote this? It was giving it a bit of hassle and abuse. Brenda disappeared for a wee while. Come close in time when the young team left the pub. Brenda standing outside, waving a samurai sword, <laughs> waiting for them. Holy fuck. Oh, I love a samurai sword just appearing in a story at times. Yeah. Oh, a fucking samurai. Uh, again, this one's not brilliant, but one late Sunday, must have been a bank holiday or something, there's poor students down to our last tenors, uh, so we either get a couple of drinks and get the bus up the road instead of a taxi. We get to 5am, fully your usual drunken bams, going back to the south side, going through Darnley, and one of them thought it was a good idea to take the hammer and smash the window out of the bus. There was a builder going to work who took offence to this, chased him, and then battled him with his heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that's so Glaswegian, yeah. Aye, Just definitely. anything can become a weapon at any time. Aye, definitely. definitely. I think that's us for today, man. That's us wrapped it up. It's like a I good history of Glasgow, yeah, absolutely. Aye. Good day to history, a different city next month. Well, well, if you want to come back on a couple of months, mate, I know you're busy with your new agent getting you all the good jobs <laughs> rather than the old one, but <laughs> we'll see, get her. See how it goes. 
Right, mate. Uh, right, Stephen. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, cheers, Stephen. Cheers, cheers Jack. Take care. Right, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Take it easy.